0: Well, hello and happy December, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for taking time to join on the Youth Ministries podcast. We hope that this resource is beneficial for you and for your leadership. We are excited about what an incredible year it has been in 2018 and looking forward towards 2019. We believe that great things lie ahead of us. Uh, If you have been following along with the podcast this year, you have been blessed by so many tremendous speakers and maybe you're new to the podcast. I would encourage you go back and to listen in, have a journal out, be ready and try to glean as much as you can from the podcast resource throughout 2018. I want us to take a moment and pray before I introduce tonight's speaker. I'm very excited uh, about who is going to be sharing a thought with you here on this podcast. But let's pray. Wherever you're at, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Uh, But let's pray together. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I'm asking that wherever they are, that you would begin to touch their heart and their mind so that they could be ready to receive the thoughts that are shared uh, during this resource call. And uh, that this podcast would be more than just another resource, but let it be uh, very specific and effective for where they are. We're asking it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen well i want to thank uh brother matt woodward for his incredible service to the podcast and what he does working with our speakers and working with our youth ministries team making this resource uh a consistent uh and and an excellent resource for you to have tonight on the call here christian bulgren is going to be speaking to you now those of you that maybe have not met christian he is married to an amazing young lady named Calix, and they are the youth pastors on staff in Talmadge, Ohio. Some of you might not know about Talmadge, that is actually where I was on staff before I came to youth ministries here in St. Louis. And so Talmadge, Ohio is kind of in the northeast portion of Ohio, and this is an incredible church with a brand new campus that has been finished this last year. Christian and Calix lead a just a, an amazing group of young people, and I love and appreciate them so much. He was one of my young people originally. In fact, when I went to Talmadge, he was only eight or nine years old, which makes me feel extremely old uh, introducing him to this podcast, but he is really more like family than he is anything else to me. Uh, but, That's not why he's a part of this podcast. He's a part of this because for years he is getting it done. Not only does he serve there on the local level, but he also serves as the Ohio District Youth Secretary, uh, doing just an incredible job locally and on the district level. Christian, man, you know how much I love you, and I'm thankful to have you on this call. Please take your liberty and share with us tonight about uh, connecting with those students from our church outside of church. It's not not enough just to connect with them when they're there at our building, but you also want to connect with them outside. So uh, take your time, man, and and just share with us whatever you have.
1: I want to give honor to uh, the youth ministry team. Thank you, Brother Carson, for uh, the ranking, Brother Thomas. Also, thank you, Brother Matt Woodward, for uh, all your hard work with this. I am honored uh, to be a part of this. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna dive right in today. Um, Connecting with students outside of church is, is our topic today, and uh, as as youth workers, youth pastors, uh, we obviously want to maintain a good level of effectiveness with our students. That's, I think every youth pastor, youth worker's goal is to be effective. Um, you know, developing real relationships. I feel like these days, obviously, um, you know, these students, they get a, a lot of uh, phony things, whether it be social media, different things like that. But when it comes to, you know, obviously the church and youth ministry, uh, we want our relationships with our students to be real. Um, I found myself early on in youth ministry. Uh, judging the success of our youth ministry simply by the amount of students that we had show up. And obviously that is a mistake. Uh, if you can learn anything from this today, do not judge the success of your youth ministry or any event by the numbers that are there. I mean, you can somewhat, but, but not for your youth ministry. That is not the success. Um, I later realized that even though uh, I was succeeding in the attraction aspect, um, you know, attention-grabbing graphics, you know, sweet promo videos, different things like that, um, you know, I was failing in connection. Uh, Sure, obviously in every youth event, you uh, have casual conversations here and there, you pass students by, uh, but the mistake I was making though uh aside from you know the small two-minute interaction with our students just very very casual conversation i hardly knew anything about uh, these students and so i realized something had to change Um, i decided obviously to start investing in their lives outside of the local church uh if i could stop right here and just make this point if you um are only connecting with your students on Wednesdays and Sundays, I will tell you from experience, uh, you've got to change something. There has got to be connection outside of the local church. So you got to think about it. For nine months of the year, students um, are in school. Six hours a day, they are in school. Uh, obviously, school is a huge part of their lives. And So I thought to myself, and something we have to do is uh, we've got to get into these schools. Uh, so obviously during class time, unless you're a teacher at a high school, which I know some youth pastors are, um, but even then you can't really connect with the students the way you want to as a youth pastor or youth worker. So lunchtime I saw was uh, the prime time of connecting with students during school hours. So uh, what you can do here is basically something that I've done, my the previous my youth pastor did was call the school and uh obviously, you can call the the office whoever introduce yourself hi i'm christian volgren i'm the youth pastor here at f a c Would it be okay if I brought in some uh some pizzas to my student? my student attends your high school or your junior high? would that be okay uh, or would it, would it be okay if I just came and and spent lunch with are uh, my student there at the school. And most of the time they will be okay with it depending on the school district. Uh, I have had a few schools that have had some problems in years past that have turned me away, but the majority of schools, they welcome it, they love it. So um, anyway, when you finally uh, are able to set that up, you obviously get your student, find out when their lunch is, uh, go into that high school and don't just go with uh, empty handed. Uh, Bring pizzas into a high school. If you walk into a junior high with candy, it's like walking into a lion's den with a filet. It's uh you <laughs> they come running uh it's a great time of connecting with your students, obviously for thirty to forty five minutes, but when you walk in with pizzas uh or a candy at a junior high, they will flock that table. Uh, obviously, you go and sit down with your student, but it opens up a great time of connection not only with uh not only with your student but their friends at school also so if you're student is trying to, um, you know, here's the benefits. If your student is trying to invite them to youth service, if they have been trying to invite them in the past, now that they've met, made that connection with you as the youth worker or youth pastor, they will be more likely to come, uh, with that friend because they've already made connection with you. i never forget. Um, I went to a school on a Wednesday morning. Knowing that night we've got a big youth service, uh, Wednesday night, and I went there, I brought some, I believe it was pizza in, and sat down and talked with my student that attended that school, and I made great connection with some of her friends, and they all came that night, and I'll never forget at that altar call, obviously those girls responding, uh, crying at the altar, uh, but one of the students that came with her, uh, one of the visitors that came to our youth service, looked me in the eyes and said, I've never felt what I felt here tonight. And that right there showed me this is this is worth it. Getting into those schools. Obviously we're trying to connect with our students, our student body, um, but the connection there it's it's just incredible and there's so many benefits. So uh the next thing is find out where uh find out where your students uh thrive after school. Um I know we've got a lot of Bible quizzers attend their Bible quiz tournaments. Uh, if you're not attending their Bible quiz tournaments, uh, you're failing as a, uh, as, as far as connection. Bible quizzing obviously is one of the uh, greatest things that our students can do, hiding this word in their heart, and we need to be there to show our support. Also, P7 clubs, uh, make sure if you are permitted, I know some schools, uh, some schools are a little bit um, you know, apprehensive about letting people come into the rooms, even if they would be willing to let you uh, go in there and just sit in the back quietly, be in there to support the P7 clubs after school or before school. Um, if it's sports, I know uh, Riley in our in our uh, youth group, he plays football. Just go out there, sit in the stands. Uh, Trey Sean is in band. We've got a kid named Logan in our youth group. He is a part of the ROTC in his school. Uh, this a uh, couple weeks ago I went in and just sat and watched him do push-ups and sit-ups and everything else uh, and but it was just a great time to just watch him see what see where he's thriving see where these students are thriving when school's over even if your student isn't obviously the greatest on the team or if they're if they're not a starter just go after and talk to them at the game meet their teammates um, one great thing that uh, I really appreciated was I played basketball in high school, and my youth pastor knew uh, all the names of my teammates on my high school basketball team. Uh, I just I look back now, and what an incredible thing he was able to talk with them and make that connection. So, uh, take pictures with them, show them that you're proud of them outside of the local church. So, doing this, you're going to also gain love and respect from their parents as well. They certainly love that. So, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is siblings. We've got, and maybe this isn't for everybody, but we've got several students in our youth group who have multiple siblings in the youth group, meaning um, you know, uh, we've got two or three, we've got one family with three kids in our youth group. One's 12, one's 14, one's 16. Um, But what we're trying to do, my wife and I recently have been very intentional on -on one-on-one time. Uh, These students they crave attention, obviously, which is why a lot of them will act out in uh, maybe class or uh, events and stuff like that, just because they're trying to be the loudest. They're trying to uh, gain the attention, especially the students from families with multiple siblings in the youth group. So um, one-on-one time with students, they get your 100% attention. Uh, attention and your focus is completely on them. Even in our youth settings, your attention is divided up, you know, 30, 40, 50 different ways on all your students. But if you can get, if you can set up one-on-one time, they get that 100% attention of their youth pastor or their youth pastor's wife. Obviously, we wouldn't want to, you know, as, as men wouldn't want to take a young lady out, but to have your wife or, or one of the, if you're single, but you're a youth pastor, youth worker, have a uh, youth worker lady take out one of the girls out, uh, take them to coffee, take them to go get a smoothie, sit down. And the the, the greatest thing you can do in this moment of connection is let them talk. Give them an hour of your day and just let them open up. Let them talk. Um, I'll never forget my youth pastor and I went to uh, a Chinese place, a Chinese restaurant. He told me at church, hey, let's uh, this week, you know, when you get off, let's go over to, uh, let's try out that new Chinese place. And it was the sketchiest Chinese buffet I've ever been to. Uh, the food was absolutely terrible, but we laughed the entire time. It was one of the best memories that I ever had with him. We sat there and just cracked up. We thought we we kept going back up for a different Plate of food, thinking that we'd find something, but every uh, every time we came back, we could we couldn't stop laughing because the food was awful. But it wasn't really that part that I remember as much as the great connection and laughing so hard and connecting with that uh, with my youth pastor that day. So uh, I say all that to say one-on-one time matters, and uh, I really believe that we need to be intentional on this. So. Doing these things, these are all pretty easy, pretty uh, simple uh, practical, but for such a time as this though we are we have been entrusted in a generation as youth workers, youth pastors uh, we've been called to reach this generation if you are intentional about connecting. Speaking into the lives of your student body, I promise you, you're going to see greater unity. You're going to see greater response in your youth classes. You're going to see increase in Jesus' name. So I believe it. Thank you all for your time. I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Ranking.
2: Thank you so much, Christian. I appreciate your help today. Thank you so much for talking to us about. You know, connecting with students. um, It's more than just about connecting with them in a classroom in our at our church campus, but also connecting with them um, where they are living and the things they're involved in. Those are some great um, practical things. Thanks for sharing those great stories. And uh, I want to talk to you about some questions, just kind of walk through some things here. Um, One of the very first things you talked about was um, that teenagers, are they get so much um, fake and phony. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. They don't, they don't know if that video is real that they're seeing. They don't know if that, you know, uh, if this person is, is a real relationship or not. And so you talked to them about, you know, from the very beginning of this podcast about how do we uh, balance that phony versus real. And, and you kind of talked about, you felt like I've got all this upfront stuff, but there's no roots deep down into their life. Um, maybe what are what are some other tips or other things that you do like like maybe how do you analyze yourself every once in a while or reflect and see okay am I am I getting out of balance again so you know the local youth pastor listening in on this podcast would say okay I'm not really sure where I'm where I'm at am I in the phony stage am I in the real stage what are maybe some questions you could ask yourself or Maybe some things that you do to just stop every once in a while and say, "Okay, well, how how good am I doing at connecting with kids?
1: Sure, sure. Um, You know, you can you can always um, if you just stand and listen to the students conversations and uh, if you find yourself. Um, You know, at at times it feels like everybody in the youth group or everybody knows about so-and-so or what's going on in their life, and you sometimes feel like you're the last to know. If that's the case, if you feel like this is a reoccurring issue, um, you know, if if something happened in one of your students' family and and you are one of the last to know, or uh, if you heard that something happened, now I'm I'm not saying to get into the relationships or the little, the petty things that go on through your students, but if if some different major things are happening in your students' lives and you Find out a lot later, uh, you need to sit back and reevaluate okay when 's the last time that I actually talked to that student, or you can even look down on a Sunday morning or look over at the pew and uh, uh, see you know uh, where it, just kind of scan the uh, scan your your young men or young ladies and, and kind of see okay when's the last time that I sat and just talked with so and so and you can kind of do a, a mental recap of the last time you know that you just took time with them. Um, I don't know if that helps a little bit at all. Yeah,
2: that's very good. I like that. I like that idea of of looking over the youth group and, and saying, okay, when is the last time I had some personal connection with them and being intentional, sure. being intentional about it. And again, not just to check it off the list, but the fact that, hey, maybe, maybe some kids, uh, maybe we shouldn't say this, but some kids are, they're going to be more like your personality, easier to connect to. Um, and sure. so there are some that you're just going to have to make a, a stronger effort. Um, so I love the story you told about when you were, uh, in the basketball team and your youth pastor knew the, the the names of all your teammates, um, do you find it challenging to memorize names or do you have any kind of tips or anything that maybe you do to help, to help memorize friends' names of kids in your youth group, or even as your youth group grows, you're getting new leaders yeah. in, what are some of the things you do to help memorize names?
1: you know honestly um there's <laughs> it's it's kind of funny but actually it's 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 a it's a blessing now social media um I, in fact i was just in a p7 club Last week. And, you know, you walk into the room and just shake, you know, five, six kids hands. You just meet for the first time. You're not going to remember. So what I intentionally did was I made sure that I didn't leave before uh, following all of them on social media. So I sat down with the group. I said, okay, uh, are you guys on Instagram or anything like that? And they all said, yeah, of course, every, almost every single teenager is going to be on Instagram. And so just go in, uh, you can, you know, either follow them or have them follow you. And, you know, you can go back, look at their names. Um, if you don't have a social media account or you're trying to stay away from that kind of thing, another thing you can do is, uh, get their name and put it, put it, just put it in your phone. As soon as you meet them first and last name and, uh, go back and put it. Put it in your uh, list of students that you have in your office or something like that. Try to find – try to get a picture of them. Uh, if they come to your – another thing that we did um, when students show up for the first time, if they're a guest, uh, the way we keep attendance is when we – when a student uh, – guest walks in, we take a picture of them, and then we put their name. So it's in our iPad. And then our youth uh, – you as a youth pastor can check that, uh, put the name with the face. Uh, just some other strategy, strategies that you can do uh, to help, you know, because a lot of times you remember faces, but we don't remember names. But if you can uh, start that, like whenever students show up to your you know, youth or something like that, take a picture of them, get a picture with them, uh, it's, it's easier to remember their names. So
2: Those are great. Those are great, very, very great practical tips of using tools that we already have. Most all of us have a phone. We can snap a picture what? even if we don't take a picture with them ourselves. Take a picture of the person who brought them, you know, that that, that friendship, and then I'll remind us who they're connected to. Um, and that kind of leads into to the next question uh, or just kind of dig a little deeper on something that you said. And that was the fact that when when you either took pizza or you met with a group of kids who were already in your youth group on that Wednesday morning and the overflow of what happened by their friends coming to, to youth service, I think that's a powerful testimony, um, you know, about... We, we talk about, we always want our kids to do outreach and then, you know, the evangelist will come through or somebody will say at a conference, well, you know, pastors, we've got to be the ones that lead in evangelism. Um, and so, yes, but we don't always have that immediate connection with their friends, but that, that moment of connection in the cafeteria that then helped maybe it make it easier for those friends to come, come to that youth service. I would love mm-hmm. for you to, to kind of talk through that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's really even a question. I just, that story just really jumped out to me about the power of the overflow that that can bring confidence to the first time guest as well as that kid who's grown up in church their whole life to see wow look at what happened when my friends came to youth service and they can they could believe in the fact that when I really connect with people and now I've seen my youth pastor do that um mm-hmm. just just that power of the overflow is so awesome and so
1: yeah and and you, know, you said you know we we lead by example and uh and and We can even show our students and they can actually hear us when you go to their schools, when you get on their turf and you, and they can watch you sitting at that lunch table, they can watch you, uh, verbalize it in a way of, hey guys, we got a youth we've got a uh, youth service tonight, why don't you come? Those students can actually watch you do what you've been challenging them to do. And so, you know, whether it be, you know, when you leave in the next weeks to come, they can literally just mimic what you did right there at the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? And so that absolutely. whole thing by leading by example, it's a, it's a great
2: thing to do. So absolutely. When, you know you're talking a lot about being on their turf being in mm-hmm. their school, um, do you guys have any kind of, with with your connection with the school, do you guys, is it right that you guys have at your youth group um, some kind of event that you actually have in the high school gymnasium once a year or something like that? Can you talk yeah, to us a little know, bit just uh, about the broad of that event?
1: Sure. Um, it, it's called Back to the Battlefield. Um, it was actually uh, started here in the local church, in our church, uh, but it grew. And Talmadge High School, our high school here uh, in the city, had opened it up for us to have it in the auditorium there. Um, great testimony. We actually grew out of the auditorium. Uh, but the coolest thing with being in that school is um, we're working with the school staff to be in there. Um, you know, students every single year were in there. There are students from that school, uh, who are either there for practice. Uh, the lacrosse team showed up and walked in, uh, when we were having that service. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it was focused for, uh, just students. It really wasn't for, uh, outside students. It was mainly, uh, for re- recharging and, uh, restoring and, uh, challenging our youth group students. Um, but, having it in Talmadge High School really opened up a lot of doors with connection. Um, you know, we we did a P seven in there. Um but it was it was one of the coolest experiences being there in a high school, uh praying over the high school there in the auditorium and uh really seeing great things really seeing some great things through that. So I think it's, it's possible, uh, you know, for youth pastors to, to do that. I don't know if there's a rally date or something available, but uh, if there is a high school auditorium uh, that's available, I would, I would suggest even call and see if, uh, if they'd be willing to let you guys, uh, you know, open it up for a youth service or something like that, you know, can't hurt to ask.
2: Absolutely. There's something cool about being in a school. Um, even though kids, kids might think, "Oh man, we're back in school," but to yeah. be having, to be having, you know, spiritual interaction with God on their, where they're spending most of their day during those nine months, as you talked about, of their of their year. Um, so let's let's kind of go a little bit different direction. But there might be somebody listening listening in and uh, thinking, "Okay, this all sounds great if I've got time," but what about those who are, you know, what we call bivocational, those who have. Families, most youth pastors, they're they're having uh, their families are growing. They're they're you know within that first ten years of their marriage, and so they're trying to make that a priority. What what suggestions would you have about these making these connections with students, but yet also trying to still balance time and family and you know their vocation? How how do you have any kind of experience, or have you seen some of your friends in youth ministry do that well? And just uh, before we close this out, just just kind of some final thoughts on how to balance all that.
1: I think I think like I've said several times, um, just just being very intentional. Um, you know, first, obviously, I've got a wife, and she's expecting, uh, so I'm starting to experience a little bit of what you said. Um, you know, but especially having her involved in that too, not just me trying to do it on my own. If you've got a job, if you're bi-vocational, um, you know, I would say put it on the calendar, plan. uh, If you're sitting down with your wife, your family, whatever, okay, this day, this day, this Saturday, let's plan to connect with so-and-so. You know, you got to be intentional. If it's at random, it's going to put a lot of strain and stress, Uh, you know, it'll crowd things. But if you can plan, uh, you know, and obviously a lot of times I'll I'll do this with students who I know are struggling a little bit, who uh, who I've noticed need a little bit of attention, and I'll say, "Hey, babe, uh, you know the third week of sa- uh, the third Saturday of the month, um, you know I want to take so and so. I really feel to do that." And then she, most of the time, will tell me, "Okay, uh, my open day is on a Tuesday evening. I'm going to take so and so." You just find open times in the calendar. Obviously, family comes first, um, but find times that you guys are free. Uh, but I definitely think though you got to be very, very intentional about all that. So,
2: absolutely, I think a great thing too about when you put those things on the calendar and you you mark it down, you can look back and see, okay, are we out of balance? You know, I can see, okay, here's when we had family night, here's when we were at church, here's when we, uh, you know, went to Starbucks with a couple of the kids from the youth group, and so we can see, okay, I, I'm balanced. But if I have many dates on the calendar that are for one category or the other. Um, then right. you can, you can see where you, where you're out of balance. Well, man, we, Christian, we appreciate your help today. Thank you so much for investing um, the time and energy to write down these thoughts. And thank you again for sharing the personal stories. We're thankful for what God is doing uh, through you and uh, appreciate you. Uh, sharing with us today. We are going to turn the remainder of uh, this podcast over to our director of promotion, Brother Michael Thomas, with a few quick announcements, and he will close us out in prayer. Thanks again for your investment of time.
0: Thank you, Brother Ranking. If you have been enriched by this podcast, help us out by telling a friend about this wonderful free resource. And now let's close this podcast with prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. For the wonderful information that we have received on this podcast, I pray, God, that you would anoint and help every youth worker under the sound of my voice to fulfill your call in their life and in their local youth ministry. I pray that you bless us, Lord, as we try to enrich the lives of the students and the young people and young adults that we all lead. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. This podcast reflects the mission of UPCI Youth Ministries and that is to educate and engage. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in.